When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to episode 217 of Red Wings Rant. We're tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Mike. <laughs> well, here yeah. we are. Um, we are one episode removed from yes. reminding everyone, Mike, that you yes. absolutely can't fire... Jeff Blaschel, Mike, because waiting in the wings is not much better. <laughs> but Mike, um, I mean, you know, we could speak plainly here. Uh, everyone and their mother is ready. Like plain speak yeah. is ready to pull the trigger after uh, losing a game to the Arizona Coyotes, Mike, nine to two. I don't know anybody who hasn't heard the, the news. Um, but going down, Mike, to not only the worst team in the league, but predicted and uh, tankified their roster, worst team in the in the league. Mike, without the hot dog eating man himself, Phil Kessel, who left after one shift to go see his child be born, the Arizona Coyotes. Maybe that's who's holding them back. Maybe it's Phil Kessel. Mike, today this is filled with beer. It's not a good beer. But it it's necessary. It's a necessary beer. Never, never. Wow. Yeah, you know, Matt. Um, some of us watched uh, the debacle uh, against the Coyotes uh, from the safety of home, uh, <laughs> where we could safely change the channel. Uh, me personally, uh, I just received Elden Ring as a gift, so I immersed myself in that for a little bit. God, that's a great game. Uh, Matt, turns out you were there in person. Um, you didn't really have the option to change the channel, so to speak. Matt, what was the uh, what was the environment like out at Little Caesars Arena? Well, not good. Um, not good, Bob. Not good. Now, I was laughing. I mean, once <laughs> once it got to six, I or I shouldn't even say that. Once it probably got to five, four, 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 then it was just kind of like funny. Like that, it was just like the people that were sitting next to me were like turning and looking because I was laughing hysterically. Like you can't, it's one of those things where if, if you're not laughing, you know, you're crying. So my, my body, not, not even me, like my, my body just chose like, you're going to laugh right now because you don't want to think too hard about what's going on. Um, and yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't great. Um, no. The other know, option like was, uh, I know you got him on a, on a hot microphone, was uh, catching our dad booing his heart out. Boo! <laughs> Boo! <laughs> I actually, uh, I was half through um, 
getting that queued up if y'all if y'all want to meet good old papa Father of the show. Rant. yeah <laughs> all right i think i got this queued up so all the audio should work and everything uh but here here's uh cider getting hit with the uh, the elbow which was i i don't know i thought it was a bad call but i also couldn't see because i was up in the up in the drink rail seats uh but yeah my, my this is this is the call and uh mike you you know the rules just stop me if you don't hear anything all right oh, <laughs> now, I don't think we great. need the we don't need the visual, but we definitely need to keep that audio for the rest of the length of the show as it <laughs> yeah. exists. Just um, anytime something goes wrong. The the best thing was uh our dad seeing that I posted that video and he's like, Oh, I'm famous. And then I, and then we looked at how many likes it had, and he was like, Oh, that's that's me, you, and your brother. All right, well, it's like, yeah, I guess not. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people tuned out on this game. Uh, but I want to get uh, two, two, two more questions from uh, oh, performance art. Yeah, it was 2019. Oh, wait, it was 2019 last game. Yeah. Oh, he's well, saying it was like 2019, 2019 all over again. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just read that. Yeah, I agree. Is it though? Is this? I mean, isn't this much worse? We'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that, Matt. Right. Uh, when we're gonna we're gonna put Blashell on the to trial here, um, <laughs> Matt. Again, I had another question for you. Uh, being there in person, I mean, it's a it's a long highlight reel. Um, if you're on NHL.com to watch uh, nine goals go in, um, quite a few of them. It, I think there was a, kind of a vague glove wave uh, by Nedeljkovich or Grice, but it it didn't seem like. What you know, maximum effort was out there. Did, watching the entire play unfold for nine goals, did you get a feeling like did a couple of people stand out effort wise, or this just felt like a team wide emotional collapse where they stopped playing? I think, and you know what, I I'm I'm kind of giving this the most thought I've given it right now, but easily first period, those first two goals from Arizona, nobody was defending out in front of the net. Now we're going to talk about we're going to talk later about Nadelkovich's stats uh, over the last two months. We'll get to that. They're not great. There's there's a, there's your teaser. It's not it's not good, Mike, at all. But in Ned's defense, he did look like he gave up at at one point in the game where you could just fire it at him and he was he wasn't giving maximum effort. And that's that that's fine because what I think he saw in the first period was oh okay. So I'm just going to be hung out to dry here. Uh, <laughs> Lindstrom and Stahl not giving any effort together. Um, like Puck's just going right out in front of the net. And it didn't matter what he did to sprawl out or try and make the stop. It was almost like he had to, you know, become the defenseman and stop the passes, which, you know, for the goaltender, that's not necessarily, that's, you know, you, you can make that decision, but his position is to, is to cover the net first. Um, he shouldn't have to to do the defensive job. So the pucks are just screaming all the way through the crease, left left and right. Guys are just walking behind the net, getting plays set up out in front. And yeah, Ned Ned was laid out laid out to dry. And um, again, I would say that might be what led to the disaster of a score 
where Ned just kind of gave up in the second half uh, of the game because it was kind of like, well, what what am I doing? Why am right. I going to stand on my head for this kind of effort? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess I want to, this kind so of performance art, just to, oh, he ahead. throws out there, those goals should have been stopped. I, 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 again, I, I say he gave up. I, I, and I think it was because of how that first period rolled and how, like, I, I put it this way, Mike, um, I, I'm kind of doing, you hate when I do this, but I'm kind of doing this to tout my own, uh, tweeting efforts. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering <laughs> you going to tell us about your NHL 2K team. So this is better. Oh, good. All right. Um, so I said there was a lot of buzz in the arena tonight before the game. I mistook it as excitement for Verona. Actually, it was the reverberations of two flapping cheeks from our wet fart of a defensive effort. Uh, Mike, 10 likes. What gives? Twitter? Come on. People know, that's post. too many. Oh, I, oh yeah. It was, uh... No, that was a good one. No, uh, that was fine. <laughs> It wasn't my favorite. You, you've, oh, come I've on. liked other tweets that so you did a lot better. That, um, that was really good. There was big words in it. I said reverberations, flapping cheeks. You don't yes. often need get that imagery on Twitter. Flapping cheeks. Uh, nope. No, no, uh, Matt. Uh, you don't see a lot of reverberating butt cheeks on on Twitter unless you know what to search for. Uh, <laughs> Matt, I do have a, another question for you. Uh, being yeah. in the game. Um and Joey Joey Fertal. Yeah, I just wanted Joey. Want, no one was listening to Blash. I wanted to call that out because we're gonna get to it, Joey. Uh we'll get to it shortly. Um, but yeah, Mike Mike has questions for yeah, I just had another that disaster. Yeah, I had another uh question for you here because for me it's you you know, you talk about the only the only reaction that was left for you was was laughter because it, it was there's no there's there's no other positive way to like watch that. Pay a lot of money in person, watch it, and then you know have to not be able to move for three hours. There was. But what what's the philosophy of pulling your goalie and then pulling him again in the same game? Um, I don't know if it's just Isn't an it? indictment on on Grice. Like they're saying that my God, even Grice can't do it. All right, Nadelkovich, get back out there. Um, because it's not like it was injury related. It just seemed like, oh, uh, I guess Grice is going to stop exactly nothing. So we'll go back to the other guy who's at least stopping like 78% of them. Well, let me, uh, Joey, when I told you we'd come to your comment in a second, I was just kidding. We're going to come to it right now. Mike, pulling your goalie twice, or I'm sorry, uh, replacing your goalie twice, which then results in the original goalie being back in without injury coming into play. And this happening, Mike, twice in the last couple of weeks, if not a week, uh, just, you know, brain's fuzzy. That happening twice in the last couple of weeks is an indication that he has no idea what's going wrong with this team, which is very troubling because we we can kind of look at some of the numbers and we can watch the replays and we can figure some of this stuff out. But he is in Jeff... Jeffy boy is in such a mad scramble to figure this out on the fly. And this Mike is a signal of either having no clue or being in absolute panic mode because he's losing grip of this team. We, I wouldn't say last in the last episode, we talked about how Jeff's days are numbered. So we're not necessarily like Jeff supporters, 
But yeah. I think in the grand scheme of all Red Wings fans, we haven't been like Jeff. Fi- We're not Jeff Firers. We haven't been. But that to me is the most red flag of all red flags for coaching. And Joey points out another one here with that um, that timeout that it looked like nobody was listening. Now, I will say, most timeouts, it does look like half the team isn't listening. But it, it is pretty telling that when you're at a moment where you've given up so many goals and your coach is trying to get this thing turned around and you're still not listening, <sighs> Mike, for as loud as Jeff was screaming, their response spoke volumes. You know, uh, I'm sorry. I'm pretending I'm being poetic and really it's just cliche and cringe. No, I, uh, I don't think I've seen this. I think it was like twice in the last like 10 days we've done that, uh, uh, replace goalie, replace goalie. And I haven't really seen that since maybe I was in peewee soccer and like our usual starting goalie was like sick that day. So we put in the backup and the backup is a backup because he sucks. So then they put in the starter kid but the starter kid still has diarrhea. So then they got to put in just the other kid who can actually, like he actually brought gloves with them. So, okay, well you're goalie now. And it's, you know, by that time it's like 10 to nothing. Um, that's what this kind of felt like was, was peewee soccer. Now um, I, I do want to reiterate too. Like I, it kind of feels like we're getting into it already um, about how I, I, I just, there's been so many conversations about what we've seen Jeff do. And I've made the argument so many times that it's like, well, he has to scramble because there isn't enough on this team. I think with the Nadelkovic stuff and the Thomas Grice stuff and the scrambling between goalies, it's, it's just reeks of desperation. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't look like, like before when we, we had the Blaschel blender, I was pretty adamant and always making the argument. Even when, even if I got frustrated, I'd, I'd pull myself back and go, you know what? This team isn't chock full of talent. He's trying to find an answer. That's not him trying to find it. Like he just has no idea what's going on at that point. This is so far outside of the realm of him trying to find an answer. And that's where I used to make the argument. There was a level head, a level bald head making the decision. And uh, I just I just don't know. I mean, and and <coughs> further that conversation, Mike, we we already touched on it. You know, our our potential replacements here. If you were to be fired, those two guys are on the bench, Mike. They can, they can tell Jeff to to cut it out, and and none of that happened. So I I I'm losing confidence in this team, this team of coaches, uh, rapidly. But I'm I'm also. I'm I'm not the guy who's going to fire Jeff Blaschel on March 9th with a month and a half to go. Just no, he no is... no reason to to for Iserman to panic. I think uh, we saw his face last night. But Mike, I keep talking over you, and I I wanted to finish my point. But go ahead. Uh, I mean, on the show, we've definitely made the case for Blaschel uh, multiple times, and what an empty gesture it would be to fire him because we're we're not trying to inspire this team that. My God, best best case scenario is they leap up over two or three teams in the standings uh, to be the number eight seed and get squashed in the first round, um, you know, four to nothing. So in essence, Matt, this is all going according to Iser plan. If anybody, if you want to thank anybody uh, when those those 
ping pong balls are going off and we're figuring out the, the draft lottery odds. If you want to thank anybody right now, Matt, there's only one guy making an effort to get Shane right. And Matt, it's Jeff Blaschel. <laughs> he has this team of plucky kids and, you know, uh, guys just entering their prime and he hasn't playing like an absolute, you know, toilet nightmare. Um, where previously we had the ex- you know excuse that it was just Tampa, it's Florida, and now it's the Coyotes at home uh, with a couple days in between games, um, we're still getting annihilated. Um, so I don't think I don't think uh, we should be too too mad um, because this is still what we're trying to accomplish. We still don't quite have you know that top top line center. And maybe this is our only way to do it. Again, can't harp on it enough. There's no point in firing him unless he's, you know, unless he's completely lost the room and there's, you know, like uh, uh, open uh, anarchy in the locker room and people are laughing him off and stuff like. I mean, that would be like, you know, historically awful, awful, you know, uh, disconnect between player and coach, right? Outside of that situation, well, there's no I mean, point. We could- I guess I guess that might be where I was. Are we saying that this? Are we saying that these games are the open anarchy? I that's what I, I was going to say was I, it felt like I was. I keep saying anarchy, and I want to say mutiny. My apologies. I I think I was accidentally building the case for that with Ned kind of giving up on the game, uh, the team not awake again at the start. Um, you know, Joey threw out there. You you watch the replay on that timeout. Nobody's listening. Um, I I just it's still it still is one of those things for me where I, I just think now it's done. The time is 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 you know the end is nigh for the Jeff Blaschel era here in Detroit. Um, but I, I'm still not gonna I'm still not gonna fire him now because it doesn't really. It doesn't, I don't know. It's still not a, a Steve Eiserman move. I, it was funny, like when um, the Kaiser uh, was waived, you know, I, I was actually making the, the argument uh, the day before he was waived here on YouTube comments um, saying like, you know what, Steve's not going to do that. And it turns out, you know, he, all he was doing was waving him. He, he wasn't releasing him. He wasn't saying goodbye. So it, it did, I I still believe in the way that Steve Eisman is managing this team as part of it is, is building a culture of keeping, um, you know, like, like not making a move like that for a team that it doesn't make sense for right now. Um, I mean, you could talk about, I don't know, squandering a month and a half. If you felt the team was that disconnected from Jeff Blaschel, squandering a month and a half of potential to develop or maybe it's a combo. He is gone. And maybe there's a lot of guys on this team that we don't really need to worry too much about. Because it was 9-2, to two, Mike. And uh, the goaltending was horrendous. But there, was, there wasn't a lot to pull from that. Um, so, I, I don't know. I mean, the only thing to explore in this, in this game is uh, whether or not this is time uh, for us to... Really, really think about pivoting on our point um, on whether or not we have to fire Blashill because it's like, you know, we 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 were saying it's like an all-out mutiny. That's what it would take. Uh, but this, if 
if you're going to say this is not an all-out mutiny, what would a game that is an all-out mutiny look like? Would it look worse <laughs> than 9-2? to two? That's a great um, point. Um, and I guess, I mean, are they, is it, would it really be like DeKaiser related? Um, I like some think pieces, uh, that I saw, um, you know, that came out today and last night, um, that, you know, as you, as you basically broke any, almost any chance that you had of realistically making the playoffs, um, with that, uh, you know, performance and that streak against the Toronto's, uh, the Florida's and the lightning, um, turns out hockey players are human beings. Um, and now that the Red Wings kind of see, oh, I guess we're going to miss the playoffs again. And we're, you know, we're playing for draft picks. So this season, you know, there isn't really a carrot for me to chase. Is that a little bit more of what we're seeing? So maybe like, are we, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if we've seen the worst yet. I mean, you know, obviously losing to Phoenix in that fashion at home is, is pretty rough. Um, but I mean, you know, that's that's just the first bad game at home against a bad team. I, I don't emotionally, Matt, is this do you think that's maybe a breaking point, knowing that, you know, the uh the playoff hope is officially it's snuffed? Because it just seems so odd that this game with Verona coming back, it felt like a lot of us kind of had that penciled in um, for like, yeah, now we can turn it on and see if we can, you know, make this team buyers. Um, but I mean, he, he showed up and, you know, he scored a goal and, you know, it's still, it, he's going to be fine, obviously. Uh, but I, I really thought that he, he would kind of give us that extra oomph and it, it couldn't have been more wrong about that. Well, that was, that was there's a lot of, points in there you were making um but yeah i mean to to, to kind of sum up what uh, you know your main question was is do we pivot um because didn't you I don't think know, this would be the, the turning point for this season where it's kind of like ah we, we had this really rough stretch now we get the coyotes now we get verona back all right now we're getting closer to what we think this team is oh, going to be and they I? just totally yeah. I, I tweeted yeah. out i had warned everybody i was like don't get too excited when this is a blowout against arizona um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like I keep answering the same question over and over. I think, um, and I'll, I'll put it that I think uh, I'm going to steal from performance art cause I'm reading the comments too. I think it was, oh wait, where'd it go? Do, 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 do. Somebody made a good point in the comments. There it is. Jared, Jared said it. Sorry, performance art. It was Jared. Sorry, Jared. Um, Biggest question for Eisman is who is available and willing to replace Blaschel. Um, again, like what what are we doing? Like just uh, then it, we're just making a big show to fire Blaschel. Um, like I guess that's fine, right? I guess you're saying like I'm not going to put up with this with the next coach, which I don't know. Uh, that really need to be said you know for a team that's not going to the playoffs is, is kind of where my head's at uh so it's just i, I guess yeah it, it it does like right now you make you fire him you're only doing it for the show of firing jeff blashell because you're not doing it to like grab on to your next coach because uh i mean joey throws it out there uh rickard gronberg is sort of the the fun name to throw out on twitter right now uh he's 
he's somebody i mean joey throws it out there that uh, lidstrom has, has brought up he looks cool as hell he's got a mile long beard if you guys haven't seen him yet um but like what is it what what does his life look like right now that we are going to fire Jeff and then call him up? You know, I mean, he's got things he's, he's finishing up right now as well. So it's, it's just one of those things. And I'm not a hundred percent sure what his, what his season looks like right now. Maybe it is wrapped up. Maybe I just don't know. That's, that's <laughs> certainly the case. Um, but I guess it's just one of those things where I think all this stuff getting figured out in the off season makes more sense. I, I just, if you, if you do it now, the team is going to be in the same situation. And I don't know. Is, is it? Because we can, you can convince me. I'm not going to dig my heels in here. But is it is it not just a show for the fans? Are you telling the players? Is that enough? Could you tell the players, like, I'm not putting up with this stuff. I'll make the change for you guys. Or is it you guys get this sort of result from Jeff. So he's out of here. It's on you boys. I'm going to get you a new coach, but now you got to start straightening things out. Which actually to, to, you know, talk about next season, you bring in a new coach and you're getting the same performances from Mr. Zadina and Flano, who's, who's uh, not really played terribly. I think he's just more or less defined himself uh, to be a bottom six. And, uh, you know, like those questions start to get answered when you get another coach in here and those kind of performances continue. And you, you, well, let, you know, Rasmussen, me... where does that go? Uh, you get another coach in here, you can kind of finally answer that question because uh, nobody can say it's the coaching staff holding them back. Maybe there just wasn't going to be a, a, a resurgence uh from any of those players yeah let me to, let uh, me throw this out there matt i think that firing blashell is uh, uh like kidding aside i think one um it, it goes like so off brand of what eiserman likes like the way he likes to orchestrate his team um he's a captain because you know he's a captain of the red wings um uh, because he was he was uh such a like pragmatic thoughtful guy and from the moves he's made as a general manager of the Red Wings, like he's so good at managing um, different personalities, whether it's, um, you know, get, uh, taking a chance on a Fabry, who is a guy who is, you know, not a underperforming as a first round pick, um, whether it's with Larkin, um, just not outright calling him, you know, the captain you know, kind of making him earn that role um, instead of just being given the role. Um, and I just think that for this team, for him to like, you know, potentially if, if we're going to call this like a, like a open mutiny for him to like fire a coach like that, I don't think that he would envision and allow his squad to think that they can get away with something like that. It's almost like, what do you really think that changing the coach is going to do? you guys should be able to see that this is effort related and we know that you have the effort in your bodies because we've seen it this season. We've seen you do some incredible things where, you know, it, it looked like you were leaps and bounds above where the rebuild was going to be. So as far as Iserman kind of managing, um, like that, those kind of, um, like emotions for his players, um, like their mental well-being, I, I don't think that he would do that. 
I don't think that he would fire Blashill because I think he would kind of make these guys listen. You're you're in a rough spot, and I know there's talent in you. You're you're gonna have to figure this out. <laughs> I'm not gonna let a mutiny, um, you know, just completely derail things. That that's not how this is gonna work. This is this is still my this is my you know my baby. Um, so we're we're gonna do it like how I set out to do it, and uh, we're gonna make this work. And it's gonna hurt sometimes but this is this is gonna be about effort um and again i know that we're not the most talented team in the league but we've gone toe-to-toe with really talented teams this season i've seen it we have the tape you guys are on the ice doing it um so we need to get back to doing that and you know there, there isn't much more to it now uh just to throw this in there gromberg is um playing in the national league uh, he coaches for the, uh, the S, uh, I'm sorry, the ZSC Lions. They are in a playoff spot right now. So I don't, I don't think he's running away from that <laughs> just yet. So that's uh, that's something to consider. So, uh, I mean, somebody might be sitting there right now listening to this saying, well, yeah, you just wait till he gets knocked out of the playoffs and then you fire Jeff and then you bring him over here. But again, I, I don't think. I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's any rush right now uh, to bring over. Like if he's the answer, if he's your next coach, I don't think there's any rush to, to getting him over here. You know, oh, we still got two weeks left in the season. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner the NHL, has your shot to win big, too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and over. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let's go uh, Let's go through a few of your slides here, Matt. Uh, we don't want to linger too much on them because it's basically, um, you know, the statistical backing for uh, what's been a, a rough rough stretch here for our, our winged wheel uh, hockey team. Well, I wanted to bring it up because... I think I'm guilty. I'm definitely guilty. Uh, you know, we, we, I've always been critical of, um, you know, the coach of the year awards and it, and it always seems to go to whoever gets the best goaltending. And uh, we do know that we had tremendous goaltending uh, through December. Uh, so I just wanted to point out how terrible actually our goaltending has been. And, uh, you know, you can point to the defense, you can point to the whole scheme for this team, but we're going to focus on a statistic that's called goals saved above expected. So it's trying to eliminate that as a variable because you have your expected goals number. We're going to take a huge chunk of games and we're going to say, these are the goals that were supposed to go in and how far beneath that are you? Well, out of 105 goalies, Mike, Nadelkovich is... 12th from the bottom, 
for goals saved above, above expected for the season now. And a lot of it, Mike, has to deal with this stretch of the last two months where he is the second worst goal saved above expected with a negative 13.87, Mike. Over that span, 88 save percentage. Um, and yeah, that's where I'll stop talking because that... <laughs> <laughs> That's the only other statistic on here I think is uh, worthwhile dissecting because um, I'm not going to give you guys a total of goals against. Who gives a shit? Um, but anyway, we're talking about a statistic, Mike, that we are pretty adamant, I think, on this show uh, that this is this is maybe the best way we have to decipher is your goaltending working out or not. And we've had games where we've looked at it. We've said, wow, Nadelkovic led in a lot. He had a negative expected goals against, but man, did he save a bunch of goals too. This essentially is making the argument that this is a big enough collection of data that, uh, Mike, we said it, I think, two weeks ago, um, that Ned has now played double the amount of games or close to double the amount of games that he, he played all of last season. And clearly... It is a problem right now. I'm not saying Nadelkovic is bad. I am telling you, Mike, that uh, with him playing double the games he played last year, I don't, I don't know right now if he, I don't know if he was ready to be thrown into the starter position. He may have said, we may have seen a half a season that looked like he was ready, but if you had to pinpoint the exact time when it started to collapse in on us and collapse in on him. It was when he hit that point of how many games he played last year. And then the numbers started to curtail in the wrong direction. And uh, I just got to throw out there. Now, I, I was talking about how I'm guilty, and it's because I'm so critical of people who vote for the uh, coach of the year every year. And, of course, like I said, it always seems to go to <laughs> the team that has the best goaltending. Um, so that being said, what I was blinding myself to was, you know, the this team and its its abilities, and I was really excited. Uh, even into December, I, I gave it credit. I still was legitimately hoping that we could sneak into the playoffs. But, Mike, it was because we had such great goaltending, and we recognized it, and we called it out game after game. And uh, here's what happens when it's not so great. Uh, <laughs> it, it goes in the wrong direction. Yeah. So this is just something – I mean, this is a quick – dive um and a small bit of research but it is telling um it says a lot and it's it's not it's not my favorite thing to show off but it it is we're looking at factual numbers here um and it's not fun but you yeah i mean uh i mean it's uh the eyeball test and it's the deep cut stuff so it's there isn't really too much more to dissect it's kind of a bummer um and nadelkovich the more these the stretch continues, it it looks like he's hit the rookie wall. So I don't know how much more you know we need to uh, um, you know put him up on the cross, but uh, yeah, it it looks like it's hitting him for sure. Well, uh, Mike, he's played too many games. Well, we did get our good boy back, Jacob Verana, who I've, we've both been guilty of calling him Jakob over and over because it's more fun. We grew up with Jakob Kindle, so he he was gonna be a Jakob start. I thought you were uh, gonna say, you know, I grew up with Jakob Vrana. Remember last season? <laughs> Still on his point for game pace. Uh, feels pretty good. So I mean, right? We can't just be completely negative the whole show. So we can talk about 
a goal, right? Can we talk about one? Yeah, there's um, one highlight. Yeah, yeah Verona, Verona got a goal. Whoop. <laughs> uh, this was a mad scramble for the puck right out in front of the net. And Verona just shows off how skilled he is that he can just take this garbage play that's turning into nothing and just whip it at the net. And just pure skill hits hits the back. I mean, there's that, you know, you just said, how much do we want to dissect there uh, for the goaltending statistics? But, how you know, how much do you really need to dissect uh, for Verona? Because uh, we, we saw him last year. We know that this kid is a goal scorer. I think maybe the only the only thing you want to talk about here is how happy we can be that maybe this isn't going to be something where we're going to watch this and we'd have to go like 10 games and see Verona get like no points. And we're just like, oh, uh-oh. did we did we get too excited last year? No, he comes in one game again. This is not th- this is a goal score. Like this is a goal scorer's goal who's cleaning up a mess and he decides to throw it in the back of the net, right? Like, that that's what's going on here. So, uh, this is a horrible game. There's one positive. This is the positive. Yeah, I we mean, don't we have, have, to be we have one Verano's. player who can yeah. turn around and make something out of nothing. And he uh, did it yesterday, and it was mm. just a nice reminder that uh, at, least, we have a couple. at least we got that. We have a couple players. I, I'm just saying, my, my thing is that we have one of these guys that we didn't really know for sure. But and we still don't know for sure. It's one goal. It's one game. But you talk about a pure goal scorer is how we like to define him. And what does he do? Is just whip the puck at the back of the net. Um, I'm gonna challenge you. Um, are you who are you putting that could have made that shot, Lucas? I think we've seen our fair share, Mike. You you said. Um, well, wait a minute. Who would what make your that shot? Comment. Who would make that shot? Give me that. Uh, I would say you'd have a good shot of Lucas Larkin and Bertuzzi's shown some some pinpoint accuracy this this season as well. I think that Bertuzzi leads the That's league in our said. pickles. Bertuzzi said, leads the league in our pickles. You said nobody else on this team can make uh, something out of nothing, and I said that's not true because Cider has certainly made something out of nothing. Lucas has too. Right, but we're changing it, Matt. We. We moved away from that. I said who could make that shot. Well, you can't I, I would say Lucas. You can't challenge me and then say, you're wrong. Let's change what we're talking about. Yeah, but we did. That's, that's what we're talking works. about, man. No, no. Who can make that works. shot? Nobody cares, Matt. Who on this team makes that shot? Lucas, maybe. I stand uh, by what I said. I, I don't need to change anything I said. I could still call you out and say you can't you can't change the game that way. Also, I was I right. didn't change the game, man. Oh, you what I what I did was I specify what we were talking about. <laughs> so you had a secret conversation with yourself and you're like, oh I know. No, I need do. a minute to expand in between your, you know, five minute digressions here, man. So I finally got a chance to do that, and uh, I think I was right. It's Lucas or uh, maybe Cider. Cider. Maybe Bertuzzi because of his armpit coals. I don't know. I'm sticking with Larkin. He he whipped one from the corner, Mike, this year. Pin, point, accuracy. I've seen guys playing billiards do it all the time. Big deal. Come on. (laughs) All right. We got, um, God dang. I saw you. I saw the next slides coming up, and they're also pretty rough. Was that just for just for that particular game? Oh God! What is the next slide? Uh, 
Oh, they must be mixed up. Uh, which slide are you talking about? This is this is good. Uh, this is good banter. All right. Well, here was my next slide. Uh, Blashley oh, Bertuzzi like is one. not ruled out for tomorrow. Uh, so he he did set out practice uh, with a non-COVID illness. So we wanted to just, this is this is awkward. This is a horrible transition. This was supposed to be our transition into like um, <laughs> like Red Wing news for the rest of the week. Uh, it's 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 not it's not going great. Uh, but we also had uh, Mike our last episode. Or actually, I'm sorry, it wasn't an episode. I just signed on and decided to talk about Ali Hulavi. Um, kind of gave some opinions on what I thought was going to happen. I I kind of thought that. Uh, Ali was picked up because we were going to make a big trade. And instead, uh, we put DeKaiser on waivers, then put him on injured reserve. And then, of course, today he was at practice. Uh, so uh, clearly he's getting the Kucherov treatment, uh, as, as deserved. You know, if anybody deserves the Kucherov treatment. Uh, but yeah, if, if anybody didn't catch that, go ahead. I gave a quick uh, little ditty on, on what his career has been so far. It looks like. You know, it's the guy who was drafted fifth overall. Um, COVID gets in the way. I mean, you're talking about a couple of seasons uh, plus that were derailed for his opportunity to develop and take steps forward. And instead, he, he kind of lost that. And we're all, you know, as I said in that little episode, we're all too familiar with, with the possibility of that hurting some of our own players. So uh, we're going to take a shot here on another one. He is a left side defenseman. So as we've talked about in previous episodes, we're always looking to fill out the left side. And we have plenty of guys. Um, oh, boy. I guess maybe not plenty. Uh, we have a couple of guys who could get traded, and we're going to need those roster spots filled up uh, pronto. So that's uh, that's the long and short of it for Ollie. Um, but uh, DeKaiser's already – it looks like uh, he's going to be back at practice. Uh, we didn't make a trade. So maybe the case was here. We are just taking a shot on a guy who was available. Are we going with uh, Oli or Ollie? I, I'm saying uh, Ali, but I guess uh, it could be Oli. I'll take, uh, I'll take Oli. Uh, right. Matt, his quote here, it's great, a legendary organization and a lot of young guys coming up. Oh, sorry. Um, so, Matt, what he's saying is, well, they used to be good a long time ago, and maybe they'll be good again someday. So here's my <laughs> chance. Well, there are some other uh, left-side defensemen that uh, are doing pretty good. Um Stole this uh, from, where? where is this from? Oh, my gosh. Elite Prospects. Uh, you do have Simon Edmondson, William Wallander, Albert Johansson, all at the top, Mike. Uh, this is a very specific statistic uh, that uh, I actually saw Ice Hockey Gifts uh, was, was pulling out there. It is cute. It is fun. They're numbers uh, one, two, and three. Four, Mike. 21 and under defensemen. So we, we did cut it down. We put in a couple of filters, but uh, here they are, Mike, uh, the 21 and under defensemen um, <laughs> playing the SHL. Uh, again, about. you've got uh, Johansson, Wallander, and Simon Edmondson. Uh, <laughs> pulling you up guys ever go to Comerica fun. Park? Because it just reminds me of those like super obscure statistics they'll drop on you. Like on Thursdays in the month of June, nobody hits fifth inning. <laughs> Nobody on home runs <laughs> like the Tigers' third string shortstop. He's done it twice in his career. Wow. 
Tell you guys, I know, it's, not that, it's not quite that obscure, but it, it is kind of funny they do that because they're you know like they're selling that to the people who already bought tickets. They're already there. You don't need to like try and convince me that we have legit players. <laughs> you know what? Those are going to get really, really gross um, now that like more like online online gambling is going to happen. So now they're going to really be trying to get you to push to put a bet or some sort of parlay on a fifth inning home run from a third string shortstop. I can't wait. Can't wait. Chewy, what's going on, my man? Chewy. Uh performance art, 100 percent Larkin makes that shot. Ah! Thank you, performance art. You're the man. Eh. Nah. Um, all right. So those are all the slides. Uh is anybody is there anything else we need to talk about, Mike? God, what's the next game so we get this one out of our Oh, you know, I did yeah, we need a palate right. cleanser. We've been on a pretty good streak of uh, pulling uh, Jay Fresh's team versus team cards, which has been kind of it's been kind of fun to dissect. Of course, we picked an absolute blowout, Mike, in the last game. Uh, we just we shouldn't just, have specified. We, we should have just said way. blowout. That was our. Uh, all right. Well, let's see. Uh, based on the loss to the Coyotes, Mike. I don't see another win till March 19th against Seattle. So we've got the Wild, Calgary Flames. I thought you were going to say uh, 2023. <laughs> we've got the Wild, the Calgary Flames, Edmonton Oilers, Vancouver Canucks. We are in Seattle. So, you know, that's a loss. Uh, then we've got the Flyers at home. I think we have beat the Flyers every game this year. Yeah. Um, Islanders on the road, that'll be a loss. Lightning at home, that'll be a loss. Penguins, loss. Rangers, loss. Senators at home, April 1st, loss. Uh, Red Wings uh, in Ottawa, that'll be a loss. You want to talk about a parlay. If you're you're on the (laughs) fence about something, just parlay a Red Wings defeat into there because you're going to get pretty good odds. We're so mad right now because I... I, I I did want to ask you too. Like, let's let's get this one out of the way. Embarrassing, the word. Mike, were you embarrassed by that game last night? Because I no. saw that thrown out a lot on Twitter. This is em- the most embarrassing game. Were no, you embarrassed? I wasn't, I wasn't embarrassed. No, yeah, I me was, neither. I was disappointed because I yeah. I really I didn't think that I didn't honestly think that we still had a playoff. Um, opportunity, but I did think that you know we could get a, a little bit of a feel here. T um, <laughs> money, you're making me laugh. What did he say? I missed Hell it. Yeah, I number one draft pick. Woo! Yeah, we're going for Shane Wright, baby. That's because um, that's because I listed off all those losses. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, we're still on. We're still on uh, pace. Uh, that's what we wanted, right? Trying to get Shane Wright. I um, mean, it's so silly because we were still talking about like a top ten draft pick, which I guess we're in position for that now. We were still talking about a top 10 draft pick before the season started. And now we're trending in that direction. We're like, this is, oh, this has been a complete disaster. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we talked about this being a 500 team, a 500 team get a 500. But I mean, the the equation's kind of undone when you you get a bare butt spanking from the Coyotes (laughs) at home. Um, And it just feels really bleak as a fan. Like, man, if we can't beat them at home, when the, the fuck are we gonna win another game? <laughs> so, um, I really did think that with Verona, there'd be an extra little pep in the step. Um, I didn't think that they'd regress two years um, in one night. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it, it was it dealt it dealt a pretty big blow um, to the Red Wing uh, faithful because now it kind of brings out like it take, takes off those beer beer glasses beer goggles that we had at the start of the season that you know there was some hope and it was like oh I guess the rebuild is either uh, not not ahead of schedule it's either on schedule or a little behind. Uh, Ace Fishing pointing out, it's pointless to predict their wins and losses right now. We have like four wings teams right now. Who knows which one we're going to get night to night. Ace, now I was just having fun, but this is a tremendous point. Uh, there, there are so many different personalities. Would be nice for them to figure out who uh, who they want to be. Uh, Larkin last night, man, listening to him, the post-game presser. Oof. It hurts him. He's been dealing with a lot of... A lot of loss. Yeah, he. I think he um, didn't. He sum it up and just say everything was the worst. Yeah, yeah everything's the problem here. Yeah. Um, it would have been funny if he was like, "Fucking Nadalkovich could stop a puck." <laughs> oh man, now that would be when uh, you know the situation has bubbled over beyond uh, repair. Um, Sam throws out there we tend to surprise in some of these stretches and that's in reference to uh how i just picked a every, we lose every game to end the season um mike to sam's point what sort of stretch are we looking at for you to keep jeff blashell on board for next season um there is not a stretch outside <laughs> of going undefeated, undefeated the rest of the season that <laughs> jeff blashell employed as a Red Wings head coach. Let me, let me throw this out there. Our okay. winning percent, our points percentage right now is 0.474. If we finish above 500, are you keeping Jeff Blaschel on board? No. Whoa. All right. All right. If so, here's the thing. I don't, I could say I would, I would, I would consider it. But I also don't, I think they're in such a hard, deep spiral right now. My confidence in them being able to do that is about at 0%. So, yeah, I mean, if he wins out the season, um, I, you know, I guess, I guess you talk about bringing him back, but I'm not saying win out the season. You're talking I'm saying, about, I'm saying that, Matt. All right. Well, yeah, I, I just for me, I just I don't know what I don't know what it's gonna take. We got rid of DeKaiser. We brought in Verano. We stopped playing good teams. We played the Coyotes, um, and nobody else uh, on the team seemed to get the message. I just um, I listen, listen. I'm watching on the split screen. I have the, the piston game going right. Oh, they made a move at the deadline. Distracted. They made a move at the deadline. They had a, a players-only meeting, and now they're only playing really good teams in the Eastern Conference, and they've been winning all the games. They suck. There's no point in any of these games. They're not going to the playoffs. They're out by, like, 35 games. That's how far behind they are. But this effort, man, I I, I long for this. I, I miss this from the Red Wings. I, I, I'm so crestfallen right now, Matt. I can't believe how bad that game was. What if um, they lose out the rest of the season, but they give your piston effort that you're looking for? for it's a watchable. Game? It's a watchable basketball product. 
That's what they're. That's what they're I don't me. care about the Pistons. I just asked you a question about the Red Wings on Red Wings. I thought you were doing podcast. a counterexample. If I could see effort from the Red Wings, they're not getting blown out nine to two. Yes, I, that's a watchable product for me. But I, I haven't seen that, and uh, it's been a couple weeks now, man. We haven't seen watchable Red Wing hockey. I, I guess if you want to throw the Carolina game or the Ranger game, but uh, Maple Leafs game was fun. I mean, to come uh, back, like to almost come back was fun. Uh, Ace pointed out that Jeff's getting uh, fired uh, on his birthday. Uh, T-Money did Ace, the research. Uh, I think that's comment of the show, because yeah. why does Iserman keep doing mean things to people on their birthdays? <laughs> Just wait, this, do it the day before or after. Why on, his, on their birthdays? <laughs> Maybe that's the culture he's trying to build. You get the day off on your birthday. <laughs> I didn't say how. I just said you're not going to have a job on your birthday. Oh, you want the day off on your birthday? Huh, Danny? Yeah, you got it. Um, you know, we didn't give enough time to talk about Phil Kessel um, grabbing a couple hot dogs and flying to Arizona. Missing. Now, they, the PR people are, are great. They said, they said Phil left the game to go be with his, his newborn child. Uh, Mike, there's no way he's making it to see that child be born. So, of course, he did this to keep his um, active player streak, you know, games played streak alive. That's what the will baby he, would want. Will, I, I'm going to ask you, will he regret it at any point in his life? Will Will it be when his son or daughter realizes that happened? Do you think at that point he'll regret it when they look at him and they go, you played a hockey game when I was coming out of mom? <laughs> you missed me being born I mean, so you could be at a hockey game? In all likelihood, he'll be there for like, you know, the other 60 <laughs> years of the baby's life. This is one <laughs> night, you know. I think it's okay. Oh, I don't he'll know. He'll get the next kid. He'll be there for the next kid. <laughs> I, I did think it was funny how, uh, how it was like kind of pr through like he, he told it he was not leaving the game uh to go to go watch his, his son or daughter be born he he missed his son or daughter being born so that he could be at the game and keep his streak alive uh, uh that tickled me to uh to no end also uh how about the coyotes winning uh being shorthanded for the next 99 percent of the shifts throughout that game crazy all right mike it's been an hour kind of anything else um, we want to talk about no i just want this game out of my out of my mouth it was horrible yeah i think um and then we i'm in like the trade deadline's coming up but i'm not even excited about that it's like ugh, who's gonna trade for this how, yeah how, how are you gonna make who's gonna trade now? for this all right now we never even talked about that but if you could bring in a new coach just to promise me the team looked better for the trade deadline. All right. Then I'd consider it, but I don't think there's any coach you're bringing in. That's going to fix what's going Is there wrong. A coach who can make uh Nick Letty worth a, right. a more than a fourth round pick. How many games Cause... are we talking? <laughs> We're talking. Okay. Let's, let's back up. Let's go back through all these losses. All right. So you've got one, two, three, four, five, Five games before the trade deadline, I think, um, to, to to fix it all. You've got five games to revive Nick Letty. 
and you've got a job. Can you do it? What does Nick Letty need to do in these next five games to fetch us a first round pick? How many hat tricks? A first? Man, how about a third? <laughs> how many hat tricks does Nick Letty need to fetch a third round pick at the trade wow. line? Is there a number of goals that he would somebody would actually put in an offer for that guy? <laughs> I there's gotta be some like GMs and scouts out there that pull they go to NHL.com and and look at the stats. And then they're just gonna see. They're just gonna see. Whoa, Letty's got eight goals this year after he gets two hat tricks over the next couple of weeks. Man, let's let's bring him in. He's still got it. Um. All right, yes. Mike. Let's sail off. Uh, Ace has a good question. Who's the best coach available? I think unfortunately that's where we also have to ask who who wants to come over here. No, Who's... don't. I don't. No, don't go that route. I don't like when we do that because there's only 32 of these jobs in the world. You know what I mean? I, I mean, this is a yeah. prestigious job. You're going to make a lot of money. You're going to be in front of the Red Wings. Like you're you're going to be in a great spot. I know what you're saying. Even the poopiest, but... even the Lions managed to get head coaches because again, there's only 32 of those jobs. You get to lead a, a, a team. I know what you're saying, but that you also have to weigh, is there going to be another job available? That's where that comes into play. That's where those guys are like, oh, my God, there's only 32 of these. I can't just go to the Red Wings. I got to wait and see what else is going to become available after the playoffs and some other team blows no, it. No, I mean, you get Snyder, it's, you get Raymond, two, you get Edvinson. No, nah, it's a two-way street. No. Two-way uh, street, my man. Who dropped that question, by the way? Uh, that was Ace. Ace. Ace is on a roll right now. I Ace. guess we're going what? Ricard Gronborg or Sergei Fedorov? <laughs> if we can get him from Russia, right. If we can uh, rescue him from Russia again. Aaron reminded us Larianov was on the books a couple years ago as one of the top candidates. Um Look, I think I, you're looking at I think you're looking at Red Wing alumni or a guy you've any, never really heard before. Any Red Wing alumni. <laughs> Not that I necessarily want them, but I mean at this rate. Ted you know Latsuk, I mean? come on down. Would you, Mike, let Henrik Zetterberg coach this team? Would I let him? Matt, yeah. the city of Detroit would probably throw him a parade. I don't even know if he's gonna be a good coach. <laughs> but we love alumni in this town. Why don't we do that? Why don't we stop grooming executives? Start finding some some freaking head coaches uh, to just start recycling and throwing across the league. And we have groomed a lot of executives, um, scouts, um, defensemen who are six foot four and taller, but not much else. We need some forwards who are maybe six foot four and taller um, outside of Elmer Soterblum. <laughs> and then uh, we need a coach. So one of the, we need one of those two things next season. If it's Elmer Soterblum, I'm happy. Mike, if you're, if you're looking for a new coaching candidate, go to hockeyreference.com slash Detroit Red Wings history. Just start scrolling from the bottom for the list, <laughs> all of all the players. And if they're dead, cross them off. Everybody else is not. Don't cross them off. <laughs> we don't know where time machines are at right now. Okay. There's still a legit possibility. Don't we're cross in... them off. Listen, sounds... this town is desperate to get rid of Blashill. Maybe we're bringing be... a dead wing. That does sound like a, like a Russian coach. Don't cross them off. 
Yeah. <laughs> Don't cross them off. I like that a name. <laughs> That's a great name. All right. Um, yeah, Ace so wants I would to know uh, what uh, what Scotty Bowman's doing. Yeah, what's Scotty doing these days? Uh, he's, he's, he's hoping his name doesn't get scratched off the Stanley Cup uh, along with the rest of the Chicago. Yeah, look up. Uh, I'd say look up Ricard. Look up uh, exit strategies for Fedorov to escape Russia. Um, I, I don't know. I don't really know. I, there or there's a couple of bald guys I think are yeah, available. We'll, we'll do research for exit strategies out of Russia to save all of our former Red Wings and make them head coaches over here. Um, all right, let's sail off into the sunset. We managed to squeeze in two more subjects after we said we were leaving. Everybody, if you have a second, uh, hit that like button for the video. Uh, subscribe if you had some fun so you can check, uh, catch the next episode. I promise they're not as depressing uh, every time. <laughs> it just kind of hurts right now. Uh, and if you are listening to the podcast, oh, you know what? God, I'm going to do this again. Um, Mike, we got another review. And I got to thank you guys hey! for going in there. This is two straight episodes we've gotten a new review. Nice. Uh, Donut Tunes, uh, aw- awesome stuff. Great podcast for Red Wings fans. Five out of five. Hey. Uh, Donut Tunes, I appreciate it. Of course, Hand seventy, uh, Hand 775 was in the last episode. You guys are the best. Uh, but I love you more if you give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, does us a world of good. Our, our views literally double every time you guys review us. It's insane. So if you... Uh, want to join us for the ride, uh, throw us a review, and uh, hey, the more people we get to listen, better chance we have at making some money. We can give more stuff away. Of course, uh, still out there, Mike. We pull a fleece. We're going to do a random drawing uh, of uh, of all of our buddies here. Uh, that, you know, We'll go through the live shows. We'll figure it out. You guys are going to have to comment or something. But uh, every time Stevie fleeces... Uh, his GM counterparts coming up. So you guys just got to make sure you're attending all the live episodes. Um, we're going to give away a Iserman fleece fleece. So keep ahead, uh, keep it in ear to the ground. Make sure you don't miss an episode. All right. Thanks guys for tuning in and uh, we'll see you guys. Uh, what day's today? Wednesday. We'll see you Sunday. Doot, doot.